We're just singing our theme song. What would we, we don't call? have we don't have lyrics. I know. I was like, what would we call our theme song? Um, it's just happy. It is. That's why we chose it. Happy dance time. Happy. Do a little jig in the car. And Good morning. <laughs> did we say it one time that it was on a commercial? Yeah. Did no, we I don't know that? if we mentioned it, but it's on a commercial. <laughs> Taylor sent me a text one time or a video and she was like, watch this. And I watched it. I was like, what am I looking for? And she was like, no, just watch it. <laughs> I was like, am I looking at the old person? Like, what am I looking at? And then finally she was like, the song. And it I was, was like, great. oh my God, that's our podcast. It caught me right away. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess I wasn't like paying attention to the sound. But I know. I'm pretty sure I said turn it up. But it's fine. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. Good morning, everybody. Hi. Or good afternoon or whenever you're listening. Good evening. It's a morning for us. We're we're chipper. Yeah. We had a good morning. We did. We nice. walked on the canal, went to get coffee. And then a separate place for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're meeting up with some of our friends for lunch today. Our besties. It's going to be a great day. It is. I'm pretty excited. And then back to painting my house. Um, I'm going to paint more of my house <laughs> today. <laughs> babble some more <laughs> that was some good babbling it i'm sure you babbling. all are so curious about the color of my house but don't worry we came with a plan today we did we're prepared oh yeah i was like what do you mean what's our plan today <laughs> you mean <laughs> you what we're talking about today. yeah i'm pretty stoked about it yeah so if you have no idea what you have stumbled upon welcome oh hi this is teachers talk you made it to our podcast I'm we Taylor. are teachers. I'm Skylar. <laughs> we teach the second grade. Uh, welcome. We do. And we love to talk, clearly. <laughs> it's one of our strong suits. It's about all we talk about. <laughs> I, I would say 80% of oh our conversations gosh, yes. revolve around teaching. Even when we walked this morning, yeah. like, there's just like random conversations, but teaching always comes up. Always. You know what's funny yeah. is I invited my sisters and I was like, do you guys want to walk with us tomorrow morning? And they were like, um, no, not really. Like, you guys are just going to talk about school. And I was like, they okay. Said that. Yeah. yeah. I know. I always feel bad. I'm like, I feel like we can't hang out with other people because that aren't teachers, it's I just, guess. Yeah. We do talk about it a lot. Yeah. I remember I invited my other friend Taylor to breakfast one time and I felt so bad because all well, we did yeah. was talk about teaching. When it's us two and other teachers, it's oh, hard yeah. not to talk it's about hard, teaching. Yeah. Yeah. But this is teacher's talk. Gosh. Obviously. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anywho. Um, we have a fun format that we've discovered that we're going to start doing. Yeah. We're we'll like, try it out. Yeah. <laughs> so we've mentioned it before. And I know, <laughs> Claudette, you listen to this podcast too. Um, the Morbid podcast with Ashley and Elena. They do this fun, like, I guess, format where yeah, they take turns forth, yeah. talking about certain subjects. And so that's kind of what Skylar I guess, and I want to try. Yeah, I guess like My Favorite Murder does it too where they... Oh, you're right. But they do it each time. Like each time they both have a, a murder oh, that they right, talk right, about. Right. Whereas Ash and Alina um, do an episode... Each episode is one person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll try like it. If we both did a topic per podcast episode, it would be so much. And... We would run through too many topics. We would. Speaking of topics, mm. I asked my sisters again because they're in town. I was like, if you were a teacher, what would you want to hear about on a podcast? And they're they like, looked at we me. Don't yeah, care. They were like, no, they were like, we are not teachers, Taylor. We have no idea what your niche is. Yeah. And I was like, I understand that. Yeah. It's so, kind of hard. I mean, I was trying to explain uh, uh, 
Joe Dombrowski oh, to my yeah. family. I was like, he's so funny. Like, he's just a teacher Do they think he's that funny? does comedy. Oh, God, no. Wait, really? Well, they're like, oh, that's a very specific, like, niche to, like, for comedy. And I was like, no, but it's hilarious. Okay, but when and then you I get tried it, to show, I know, it. I tried to show them a video and I was like, laughing and i look at them and they were like that's not funny no. <laughs> yeah they did not find it very funny so i was like damn this sucks that's so interesting because yeah. i feel like i mean we think he's hilarious yeah so that's hmm let us know your thoughts everyone if you know who that is <laughs> mr d times he's so funny he's hilarious and his shows are great oh my god he's i so we left like with our cheeks hurting oh for sure dying laughing and he's a cool person like yeah. we got to meet him after the show and mm-hmm. he was actually a genuine human oh yeah i mean he was a kindergarten teacher yeah he it was takes like, some heart to be a kindergarten teacher it. oh god yeah <laughs> but he was cool yeah so what are we talking about today Skylar? so today i finally finished this book i've been trying to read it for months yeah you um, ordered it a while ago when. well because my initial plan was you and I had sat down and we wanted to figure out how to talk about sense of wonder and it's so hard to find like research on sense of wonder so I sat down with my dean of instruction at school and she um, referred me to this book and yes it's there's some like elements of sense of wonder but I think that this is a book that everyone should read before they become a teacher. So what's the book called? So it's The Elements of Teaching. Um, it has two authors. It's James M. Banner Jr. and Harold C. Cannon. So they basically wrote this book, and I'll read from it, but there's 10 elements of teaching, um, and we'll go through each one and kind of just talk about them. But are you good if I start? Yeah, I was just going to say that's kind of a nice, like, concise list of things no and all of them especially being a teacher for now four years all of these things make so much sense do they yeah oh i'm so so i know nothing going into this episode (laughs) she's just here for comment super excited about not knowing and getting to learn about (laughs) it so i was reading this or i was no i finished reading it and then i was typing up the notes for it and i spent a good amount of time last night and both (laughs) my fiance and my brother were like she's fake reading like she's just sitting there reading not doing like what are you doing because i told them i'm not reading i don't have a class right now who does fake reading (laughs) because they kept asking me to do something i was like no i need to finish this and we're not in a class right now and we don't have any like work. I finished my evals, which is the first time ever, ever. Yeah. So, so I good. was sitting there for like an hour typing this up and they were like, what on earth are you doing? You have nothing you need to do. I was like, no, it's, this is for personal things. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what this is for. But it feels so good to read for fun. It does. And I really, before we start school next week, want to start this history book that I bought as What's well. That one? I can't remember the title. You'll have to Actually, show I think me. I have it in my but I'll get it in a minute but um yeah so I'll start off with kind of their intro and um why they wrote this book and then we'll kind of go into the 10 elements so a lot of it I'm going to read straight from the book so I really want to give credit to these two authors which again are James M. Banner Jr. and Harold C. Cannon don't let me forget we'll add the link to their yes we should so it says the principal elements of teaching are therefore ways of transmitting certain desirable qualities of human character as well as knowledge to students because teachers are responsible for passing on to others many positive human traits through their embodiment of them teaching is not for the faint-hearted nor for those who consider it just a means of diffusing knowledge Ooh, yes <laughs> um it requires a fullness of self braced by conscient 
consciousness of the effect each teacher has or ought to have on students and this breadth of character is demanded of few if any other callings while learning Mm. while learning requires much effort teaching entails an even greater one because it is more than laden with moral and human responsibilities so that I think sums up just teaching as a whole well and that I mean even in that paragraph alone Mm -hmm. amplifies the role that we have as teachers mm-hmm. is so much greater than that of other yeah. things. It's not, uh, like it said, it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, no, it's not. So that's just kind of their intro, and then we'll go into, so there's 10 elements of teaching. The first one is learning. So they say, it says, like, what is learning, essentially, and they have three different things. So one, it's the act of gaining knowledge, so to learn something. Two, it's the knowledge gained by virtue of an act, so that which is known. And then three, the process of gaining knowledge, so learning how. Um, and it kind of just goes into a lot of it is learning from the teacher's perspective. So it's you should be, and we always say it, a lifelong learner. Okay. So it's saying like as a teacher that we need to be the ones that are constantly learning, striving. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, I would like summer, sum it up as that. So each element has like a paragraph and it starts, um, what do you say it? italicized it has like a sentence that's italicized and it like writes a paragraph about that um so describing the element itself yeah so it says like or i'll go into those um but just kind of some quotes from the book so all teaching involves the transmission of knowledge so i like the um the metaphor was that analogy said? analogy yeah analogy thank you um so it's like handing on the torch in the olympic games so just as the torch must stay alive while it's passed knowledge must remain kindled oh. if anything is to be transferred from teacher to student that's beautiful yeah so teaching requires mastery of a subject and we say that all the time so true teachers are always seeking to learn more can we go back to the the torch for a hot second yes and i would kind of like in my mind, I'm thinking of like the passion, the fire mm-hmm. that's represented by passion, right? Oh, yeah. And when that that's goes one, out. one like, of the elements of teaching. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we'll keep going. I mean, when we keep going. So maybe I'll just say all of them. So it's learning, authority, um, ethics, order, imagination, compassion, um, patience, tenacity, character, pleasure. Did I miss one? What did you just say? You said passion. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking patience, not passion. Uh, oh, compassion. That That's why compassion, I'm thinking yeah. of compassion. But it's but, true. Yeah. Like you have to have that fire, that passion for teaching in order to be, I think, in my opinion, a good teacher. Oh, yeah. For and sure. to have that effect to pass, quote unquote, the fire, the torch yeah. to your students. Well, and that's just what you're doing. You're passing on your knowledge to your students and you need to have knowledge and well and you need to always be improving your not only your craft but your own knowledge yeah um so that's why I appreciated this element is that I feel like especially at our school we have that you know professional development Mm -hmm. we're constantly learning we're constantly um perfecting our craft I guess you should say um let's see well sorry no go ahead but I also think like so much professional development these days like outside of our school I feel like isn't necessarily content Mm -hmm. driven. Yeah. Like it's more like this is what you can, which is helpful, what you can do in your classroom, Mm -hmm. you know, to better your craft. But our school spends a lot of time diving into like the curriculum itself, you know, like the history, the sciences, the literature. 
that you actually need to be well equipped with yes and it's fun to learn and yeah. it's fascinating and even though we're teaching second graders we always say we should have a college level mastery mm-hmm. of a subject so that's where sometimes I'm like well the war of 1812 I wouldn't say that I was a college level mastery mm-hmm. of that so there are certain subjects I know that I want to dive deeper into it's so intrinsic like intrinsically motivated mm-hmm. though because yeah. at least for me it's like I want this knowledge for myself mm-hmm. so that I can answer these beautiful curious questions oh, and so many curious questions I love it. So, yeah. I'll let you keep going um knowledge is always a work in progress so it's never complete um the most skilled and devoted teachers um our knowledge comes through an intense love of learning so mm, yes. we love that um so the next kind of all the bullet points are each one is like the topic of a paragraph but um I I'll just kind of list them off. So it says these are the things of like what learning is and what it means. So learning means knowing and mastering a subject. Learning embodies the act of learning. Um, Learning requires keeping up with one subject. Learning conveys the spirit and love of learning to others. Learning means being open to the knowledge of others, especially of one's own students. So that one too, um, let me see if I can find it while I'm looking at it, but that one was very much like being open-minded to your students and how, um, you know, they might not learn the same way that you do. Well, and they're all so different, you know, each and every year you come in with yeah variety of types of learners. Yeah. So here it was like, they may surpass their teachers in love for a subject or knowledge of it or skill and intelligence. And you need to accept that. Like Mm -hmm. I have a student that just loves, loves, loves history Mm -hmm. and you got to run with it. You can't just, I don't know. It's that like a sense of like, you don't want, it goes into authority too is you got to give up some of that authority and you got to let the kids have it like let the kids run with their knowledge on a subject and yeah ask them questions they know even they're they're eight years old they can give you some facts about the civil war well like that I think back to last year I had a student who was infatuated just loved the study of China Mm. and he started to learn like more characters than we taught in class and he started he wanted to learn how to speak I think it was Mandarin Mm. but it was just amazing what he could bring to the table and I had to step back a few times and let him kind of take on the reins of giving information to the class because he was so I mean it was inspiring how motivated he was and how excited he was to share his knowledge so and they love to it's it's a beautiful thing and then he comes and visits me and I think it's because (laughs) like you were saying I let go of this need for authority which we'll get into yeah sounds like but it it truly is a beautiful thing when you let it happen it is um so yeah it's a lot of the learning chapter was about the teachers learning but it's also um it said learning justifies learning so what does that mean so like let me see i guess i should have learning justifies learning yeah so here's what it's a teacher's confidence in the intrinsic worth of knowledge is fundamental to all instructions so um to students typical Mm -hmm. questions like why do we have to learn this or what good is such knowledge um which you know kids will ask a lot we i've (laughs) never been asked that um I guess it's more so 
my brother asked that a lot when we were oh, kids. Oh, absolutely. Well, in a higher level. Yeah. But when you think about it, what you just said, when a teacher doesn't have that fire, that passion behind mm-hmm. learning. That's and where it comes from. Y- well, yeah. Think about all the teachers that were like boring and yeah. didn't really express that passion that mm-hmm. love of learning of their subject what have you yeah you are like why am I gonna do this well and that's where it's like the typical answers from you know maybe not not so great teachers I would say is you know because it's required or because you will do better um or because you need it later um hmm. But the teachers with deep learning answer with conviction and authority. Um, They would say because acquiring this knowledge is difficult because you will feel triumphant when it no longer confuses you because you will enjoy what you can do with it because in learning it, you may discover new perspectives on life, new ways of thinking, um, just different things um, that you would answer, I guess, from those types of questions. Yeah. Like Like when you learn, it justifies why they learn right well and I need to I'm so fixed on history science I guess because my mind (laughs) loves those topics but Mm -hmm. when you do think of like I always think back to pre-calc right I hated (laughs) pre-calc I did like super nice teacher but I just I was like I'm never going to use this in my life yeah but when you have a teacher that says once you get this and you can be triumphant like I wish my teacher looked me in the eyes and said if you get this, you will feel successful. Like you, you will feel, feel better about empowered yeah. by this knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if he had said that to me, I would have been like, oh gosh, I should probably yes. like maybe apply myself because <laughs> it was yes. more like this is not relevant mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll just finish the learning element. Um. I think this kind of sums it up. So it says students usually know which of their teachers think teaching a mere job and which of them approach. Oh so my sorry. gosh. I hit the thing on the wall. I'm trying to move my chair. I didn't know what that was. Sorry. Keep going. Um, where, let's see. Okay, so students usually know which of their teachers think teaching a mere job and which of them approach it as a learning calling. So the Ooh. most ambitious students <laughs> quickly spot the teacher without command of a subject or the one who has no genuine thirst for knowledge. Oh. They mark that teacher as lacking in authority, as someone whose ignorance of a subject poses a threat to their own well-being by preventing them from learning at all, or I'm sorry, preventing them from learning all they might be taught. And they are right for their well-being as students depends on their teacher's knowledge and on their, on their teacher's willingness to learn more all the time. I was like, that sums it up perfectly. I'm sitting here shaking my head yeah. because that is so truthful. So truthful. And... <laughs> I say it all the time like these kids are very very smart like they know how to read the room they can read you like a book from day one so oh yeah oh uh, and that and that, oh. I like how it said it like it'll those students will peg the teacher like they know they do they know it they know it I mean you see that happening yeah um wow. and I do so I really like this book as well because the way it's laid out so it's like an element they explain the element and then they go into what seems I'm assuming is a real story of a teacher so each chapter uh, explains a teacher that either does that element or performs I don't know that element really well or really poorly oh so if you were to read this book um, it'll tell a story about either somebody I can't remember this story specifically (laughs) because it was a long time ago (laughs) that I started this book (laughs) um 
Dang, we might have to do a two-parter for this because that was just one element. That's great. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move on. So authority. Yeah, we'll just keep going. And then if it needs two parts, we yeah. can do that. Sweet. Um, okay. So what is authority? So that's element number two. That's number two. So one learning, two, two authority. authority. So it says authority is legitimate influence over others, not mere power. So it differs from power in hmm. its moral component. And because um, while power may be used for good or ill, authority does not con- uh, connote, connote, con- I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> Coercion. It just, it means it, it could, it's not, it's not power. It's you, not belittling. It's not belittling. It's not having that power over I am a not group higher. of smaller people. Yeah. <laughs> I am not higher than you. Yeah. So, That's I mean, great. you can tell when you walk into a classroom, yes. you can tell the teachers that have authority over their students. Well, and then you think back, and I don't know if you've seen this, because in our class it mentioned it, Mm -hmm. what an authoritarian parent looks like. Yes. And how it's belittling and fueled by fear. And you can see that within the classroom. Like, it is apparent if you are running your classroom (laughs) based on fear. Yeah. So, I mean, if teachers don't have command over their classrooms, like, their students will either ignore their knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where that like knowledge comes in. They'll ignore that knowledge and their like compassion for their students' efforts becomes pointless. I mean, you, ha- I mean, it has to start with that authority. Um, Do you know what it's called? There was like four types. It was authoritarian. And then there was one that was like, you have authority, but mm-hmm. you're not an authoritarian. I, I'm trying to think there's like a chart. I'll Google it while you talk. Cool. You Google. Um, so t- let's see. Power has no place in teaching. I kind of liked that quote. Mm-hmm. So um, gosh, yeah. Power, power means or it's used in contrary to students' interests, meaning when you have or you feel the need to have that power over your students, you're no longer, I feel like you're no longer there for them. You're there because you want that power. I don't know. I've I've met people like that that just have to have that power over these young students and you don't, you don't need to have power. You do need to have authority, well, but you do not need to have power. So it, it's funny because yeah. I just pulled up the article. An article, I should say. So mm. this is the four types of parenting styles and their effects on kids. But mm. I guess it can be applied to teaching. Yeah. yeah. So one is what we were just saying, the authoritarian, which is the focus on obedience and punishment over discipline. Mm-hmm. So that's the one where it's you are more powerful yeah. than than your students. And you want them to know that. Right. And but the other one is very, very close and the way that it's said. So it's this one's authoritative. Mm, yes. So you're creating positive relationships and enforcing the rules. So you are still commanding the room, right? You are still, you still demand respect yes. as an authority figure, but you're not using punishment and discipline. Mm-hmm. It's more enforcement through X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That hmm. makes sense. Well, then there's permissive and then uninvolved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to mention no, those. No, <laughs> that's irrelevant yeah. at this time. So, um, I mean, we know, I just, I feel like we know how important authority is, but there's different ways of getting it. Um, I mean, it says, so teachers' authority rests primarily on their own qualities as a person. So it rests on your thoughtfulness, your digni- dignity, and knowledge. Um 
yeah and then it says authority grows from knowledge of of and confidence in oneself so I feel like you have to have that confidence in yourself before you You can gain that confidence and respect from your students well it's funny that you say that because I I reflect on my first year and how not that I wasn't confident but you know as a first year teacher you're not like I was gonna say you're not confident you're you're really not because you're just getting into it Mm -hmm. but as I've become more confident in my skills as we grow like I feel as though my authority what is it authoritative quality Mm -hmm. has become stronger yeah because yeah. I feel like I'm better at commanding the room without being Same. authoritarian. Yep. Even <laughs> in my second year, I'm noticing that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then this next kind of list is all the, I guess, essentially, it's like, how does one become naturally author like how do you gain that authority naturally Mm -hmm. um so authority requires a climate for serious learning um so meaning just like you you're passing on that knowledge essentially so you're well equipped in that yeah and you're not you don't need to control your students and how they behave um but it should be revolved around you know the learning um authority means mastery of a subject so back to that learning um you need to show that you know what you're talking about in order to have that authority um authority is a matter of carriage and con- conduct as well as knowledge um hold on there's a bullet point under that one because i don't there understand is. oh that you're one. right it's on the next page hold on so, can i reread it because i didn't yeah authority is a matter of carriage and conduct as well as knowledge yeah so Can you read underneath it yep so teachers may gain respect oh this is why i highlighted it because we've talked about oh. this teachers may gain respect by dress and speech <laughs> by say greater <laughs> care of attire and greater accuracy of expression can we redo the poll for <laughs> dress code yeah we told it. you we liked it it's, and we told you why yeah i mean I guess we've never yeah no we've talked about authority with well yeah with dressing but not only like do your students reflect you with yeah. respect but you also come off as com- you know more confident yeah. I always tell my students like when they're tucked in and tidy like you dress well you test well yeah you know yep. you're gonna be more engaged when you're that's yeah gosh this is oh so, so that makes sense like the carriage like how you carry how yourself. you carry yourself yeah. this is off topic but go for it um I like remember way back in the beginning of COVID when like you could wear sweatpants and stuff while we were teaching online. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. But I real like, I just, I can't do that for long periods of time. Yeah. No. I get super like, just not with it. Well, so. online teaching was just <laughs> That's horrible. a different story. In and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Where was I at? Oh, yeah. So that's the dress and speech. I was like, I have to write that down because that's everything that we've talked about before. (laughs) Um, Authority is acquired and accumulated. So you don't start off with having authority. You have to you have to gain it um, through Mm. kind of some practice and experience. Um, Well, and then they're going to test you because they're kids. Oh, and that's always. I remember I had a student last year and she was on a behavior plan in mm-hmm. first grade because she was you know, didn't behave well. Right. She was on a, a a plan, and she came into my class. She tried one thing, and I it was a hard no. I was right. like absolutely not. And then from that point on, 
yeah wonderful and her mom was like so great she was like oh my gosh yeah you just have to cut it off at the source yeah i was like yep i told it was a hard no and now she behaves That's like so the funny. whole year she behaved so it's like certain things like that you just have yeah. to have that, that strict well, you have to be ready for that pushback oh yeah it's They're only gonna natural do it. and they they and we always learn this in at uh my bachelor's program that they want to behave but yes. you have to give them a reason to behave and also yeah. like they 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 will push those limits they want to see what they can get away with and when they realize they can't they're like okay that makes sense and i'm not gonna do it anymore and i feel like that they're trying to understand like i don't know like i think about respect right mm-hmm. like how much can they take you seriously is what they're trying to test. oh yeah oh yeah for sure let's see Okay, so there was a couple paragraphs-ish or sentences I wanted to read. So the next one is authority encourages aspiration in students. So this is where that kind of sense of wonder plays. Um, So it says authority in a teacher creates the desire in students to surpass themselves. And this desire can endure far beyond the classroom as students develop the habit of trying always to stretch, um, be it in their accumulation of knowledge, in their contributions to public life, or in their moral sensibility. Sorry, there was a weird noise There's outside. It sounded like a child screaming. Oh, yeah, oh, I that's see a child okay. screaming. <laughs> no, We're in the clear. Play, they're, they're playing. <laughs> no, everything is safe. The parents are out there. I everything. heard it as I was reading. I was like, <laughs> something's <laughs> happening. I got super distracted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that um, when you create that authority, it, it creates that desire for those students to surpass themselves. So setting those higher goals for themselves or higher standards, I should say. Um, authority requires, um, some formal distance between teacher and student. So that's Mm. really going into, they're not your best friend. They're true. They're not, you're, you want them to enjoy your presence. Um, but they're not your best friends. So let me see. I had a pair on that. Which is a, it's a fine line, right? Like we talked about it back in the building relationships episode, Mm -hmm. because you want to be invested in their life. You know, you want to know them as a human being, but Mm -hmm. you also have to be careful as to not let them get too comfortable with you because that's when lines are crossed. Yeah. So I started this paragraph because I thought it like encompassed it so it says teachers may be students instructors advisors confessors audiences cheerleaders even idols Aww. um Ooh, such, idols yeah <laughs> i don't know if i like that one such mentors <laughs> such mentors Mentor, may yeah. indeed sh- may indeed should show compassion and empathy reveal the pleasures of sharing learning with younger people and extend warmth and friendly affection but teachers should never be students close friends or companions never their intimates teachers much must act as adults not youths Um, this requires that teachers bear themselves as knowing more as being better prepared to understand what is best for their students welfare and as possessing the equanimity and serenity that most young people have not yet acquired and because they must be prepared to evaluate grade direct reprove um and some and sometimes discipline their students they must have the authority to stand back and be objective in their estimation of each student's effort and achievements while not losing their students respect for their authority to do so so i thought that was good that's a really great paragraph yeah i mean (laughs) summary (laughs) it don't you're not their friend you're their teacher and while you can be an idol you can be a cheerleader an audience member yeah um a mentor whatever it might be um 
you still have to carry yourself carry yourself as if you and I I don't want to say no more but you have to do but you have to carry yourself as if you know more um because that's where that authority comes in um especially (laughs) you just got a blanket (laughs) blanket delivery um (laughs) yeah so I just thought that made so much sense well and Um, you know what I think about is when you do do that, when you carry yourself well and you hold yourself to a higher standard, you know, and you, when your students meet you there, mm-hmm. like you have the few students, right, every year that are very mature. Oh, yeah. Very, very mature for their age. And they meet you on that level of just, I want to say sophistication in a way. And they can have deeper conversations with you. Oh, yeah. They treat you as like a mentor you know mm-hmm. like I need help with this like student I had that I just lost yeah I was gonna say you're one student and then we had a student a couple years ago mm-hmm. who needed advice you yeah. know like she was seeking I would say advanced advice about friendships oh yeah remember that yep. and she was like I just need to sit down and talk with you oh and she taught yeah and she the was like she here's talked. my problem mm-hmm. I don't know how to solve it like do you have suggestions for me yeah I was like the fact that you're seven you know, and can and, yeah and can pick up on yeah. that and, and she implemented some suggestions and mm-hmm. she oh, I really enjoyed her <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean it all comes back to that authority you had that authority and she knew she could come to you to gain more knowledge right. on as like a mentor friendship. Yeah, yeah a mentor um so I'll just finish off it, the last one is um authority emerges from an acknowledgement or acknowledged difference in the status of teacher and student um so just Again, acknowledging that difference of I am the teacher, you are the student. Yes, we can be close and we can um, gain knowledge from each other, but the teacher... But we are not friends. Yeah, we're not friends. Um, And the last point that I really liked was that they talked about how you do gain authority from acknowledging ignorance. So if there's something that you don't know, it's Mm. okay to tell them that Mm -hmm. you don't know. You do not have to pretend like you know everything the world about the world like you know what I mean right. it's it's okay to say you know what I don't know that let's let's figure that out together and that's where that learning comes in of I really want to learn about that so let's learn about it together you know what's funny is I feel like that comes pretty naturally for you and I and like yeah. our generation of I, I guess I can't speak for our generation but mm. for you and I we almost enjoy saying, you know, that's a great question I don't know but I, love I would it. love to get back to you I, because that means it's such a good heartfelt question and you're a human yeah you know and they see that within you yeah I remember the teachers Mm -hmm. you know that shut down curious questions I remember those teachers Mm -hmm. and I would it has to be so hard to be a part of that generation of teachers that like they were taught you know yeah to deflect basically and to be the all-knowing being yeah and then that would be hard to break from well and I'm just thinking even in high school of like the students that wanted to outsmart the teacher because they shut it down yes and because it becomes a fat joke yes of like wow this teacher doesn't know let's try and stump them well and then it becomes a power struggle exactly whereas if the teacher were to accept that as like a vulnerable piece of I don't know yet. You know, that's a really good question. Yes. They'd be like the kid would be less inclined to continue that power struggle. Yeah. Yeah. That is 
crazy. <laughs> it just, I, it truly does. And I feel for the teachers that grew up like that, learning that mm-hmm. and having to break free of that, mm-hmm. like stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's so, I love doing it, but <laughs> same. I love answering. Oh man, that's a good question. I have no idea. Right? No idea. Um, where are we at on time? <laughs> um, let's maybe do one or two more one and then we'll call more. it. We have breakfast. In we'll do, minutes. we'll do part two because <laughs> this is a great conversation. I know. I, I truly, truly feel that every teacher should read this book. I would like either before becoming a teacher or just like once you're a teacher, read this because it rings true a lot of things and it really, it's eye opening. Um, okay, so we did um, learning. We did authority. The next one is pretty short. It's ethics. So um, what is ethics in teaching? It's um, putting the satisfaction of needs and good of students before those of anyone else. So it's basically just stating how important it is to, I guess, like care for your students. Like put the student to prioritize. <laughs> yeah, your students are your priority. Um, so let's see. There was a paragraph I wanted to read that I felt kind of summed it up. So the ethics of teaching is intimately linked to the authority that teachers exercise over their students. The classroom is and must be a protected place where students discover themselves and gain knowledge of the world, where they are free of all threats to their well-being, where all received opinion is open to evaluation, um, where all questions are legitimate where the explicit goal is to see the world more openly fully and deeply teachers are therefore obliged to create and preserve an ethical climate in the classroom um so yeah putting that your students well-being above all else both physically like safety wise but also Mm -hmm. that like emotional safety of you should never be afraid to ask a question well and more so you should never be afraid to be within the four walls of your classroom yeah you know you should never feel belittled or off put or bullied you know Mm -hmm. you're in a safe space because sometimes a school is the only safe place a child has sometimes yeah and And teachers need to be aware of that yeah and even I I mean I think about all the challenging things that you overcome as a teacher Mm -hmm. and like some students can be super challenging but you have to understand what they're dealing with on a daily basis oh, yeah. you, you have know to, you I are mean, their safe their safe place that's your open mind you have to keep an open mind of and I think one of the other elements we'll go into is everyone comes from different backgrounds and different things and you have to as a teacher they're children they yeah. are children and you cannot always hold them to this high standard of they will always behave and I will make no. like all this stuff. So usually the behavior is stemming from something, something and you else. have to understand that. Yep. And you have to work with it. Mm-hmm. Always find the root people. Find the root. <laughs> um, so if the good of our students is not the focus of our attention, then they cannot be taught and they are unlikely to learn. So, I mean, you're a teacher because you want to teach children and you want their well-being should be put first. So, I mean, it states the first rule of ethical teaching is to do no harm to your students, mm. obviously. That should be, uh, I mean, that's just the flow without saying. Yeah, that, exactly. Um, but but it ahead. needs to be said. It sh- I mean, I it shouldn't have to be, but it it, it does need to be said. You sh- I mean, but harm to- meaning physical and mental and well, yeah, like emotional. Yeah. You should not be... And that comes back to our shame episode. I, that is exactly what I was going yeah. to say. It's think it, back all to around. the verbal shame that you can put on a student. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, 
it's, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethical teaching requires exclusive attention to students' welfare. Ethical teaching means setting high standards and expectations and inspiring students to meet them. Yes, you need to set high expectations. And that goes back to that authority of you can't just pass on your students. Like, they, mm-hmm. they need to have high standards and well, in yeah. order to meet those. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but that permissive is don't enforce the rules. You know, you're just letting kids be oh, kids, yeah. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> you, um, but the thing ahead. is, they want expectations. They do. They crave routine. They crave expectation. They want it. Yep. Um, ethical teaching means embodying the principles of teaching. So it essentially means exemplifying a mature behavior. Um, ethical teaching means teaching ethics. So what that means is teaching about and instilling good character. So both good and bad, right and wrong, just and injustice, um, truth and error, like all those things, um, that teaching that character essentially. Um, do you think then, I mean, cause ethics is one thing and character is another, like, mm -hmm. do you think that the teaching of like, cause I always go back to like being mindful, you know, and mm -hmm. being present with yourself. Like I have a student that can get super overwhelmed and this student has learned to breathe mm -hmm. before he presents something or mm -hmm. does something that he's uncomfortable with. Do you think that that would go into ethics or just more like character overall? Um, so there is an element of character and that one. And like, I think it's compassion as well that it gets into. Yeah, yeah, um, it gets into. You shouldn't be afraid as a teacher to show your emotions. And we'll get mm -hmm. into that. That's great. Um, and character. So this is more like the good versus the bad. Yeah, the this is more virtuous. like the teaching. Yeah, I would say teaching of virtues um, that you're you're being an ethical teacher therefore your students should be learning how to be an ethical yeah you're modeling it person yeah um let's see ethical teaching means acknowledging students minds um ways and beliefs and ethical teaching requires consideration of students differing but tenable viewpoints you know this is saying to me like you basically need to treat your students as human beings as they are yes even though they are young, their their minds are always growing and absorbing what's around them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just think that ethic ethics. Because when I first saw it, I wasn't sure what it meant by ethics, but I mm -hmm. like how it laid it out as putting the needs of your students above everything else. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Anything else? <laughs> no. <laughs> One more. Uh, yeah, let's see. Hold okay. on. It's it's 42. Oh, yikes. You guys are tired of hearing my voice. Well, let's see. There's 10. We've done three. <laughs> <laughs> I told her at the beginning of this, I was like, it's going to be short. Yeah, it'll be a 30 minute episode. <laughs> I mean, let's we'll do break it. We'll break it up so that you guys don't have to listen. To, but yeah, let's do order and then let's see where we're at. OK, so I'll just kind of go through order. I liked order because we talk about order a lot at our school and that's Beauty. why um, there is beauty in order. So um, effective teaching requires that um, failing their own self-imposed order, students experience the imposition of some outer order so that their inner order may develop. So meaning this is how I view like our straight, quiet lines, mm -hmm. our, our desks. desks and rows. When you have order on the outside, 
that's how your order on the inside is developed meaning i would i think like organization of thoughts and things like that right um so a big part of order is discipline but discipline um is the kind of training that molds and perfects knowledge and character so it doesn't mean that authoritarian right discipline um order requires the exertion of authority so it goes back to that authority. Order arises from a teacher's leadership, which, again, I think that kind of ties into authority as well. Um, order requires teaching to have direction and momentum. So I think that kind of goes back to the um, learning in that those students will pick up on the fact that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they can they really do. pick up on it. Um, yeah, so... From leadership, I think I, I'm, yeah, I'm going back one. Um, it, it means it's teachers, not students, who must establish that organization and atmosphere in their classroom of order. So that's what they, like, I mean, the teacher's goal is to have order in their classroom and authority in their classroom. And um, without that leadership, you can't, I mean, you can't let your students run the classroom. No, they should have say in what they want on, in their yes, classroom, but choice. it's the teacher's goal, purpose. Uh, I'm trying to think of another word that I'm thinking of. I don't know. It's the teacher's goal. The teacher's. Yeah. Uh, Prerogative? Not sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, I think back to authoritative versus authoritarian. Mm -hmm. Like you need to have the right direction of authority yes exactly um let's see order implies tranquility in the classroom yeah, um your students can't work in a loud environment you no, can't say and tell me that they can they cannot um i can't so, work in that kind of environment well and that's what it says learning is not likely to take place when a classroom is always noisy no. or continually disorder um for want of teacher's authority so try always try to be calm and that's in discipline as well this is where love and logic kicks in yeah. you should not and it says it in the book you should not be raising your voice ever however unless it's safety well yeah so that's and that's what it says it says there is a time and a place to raise your voice yeah but when you do it that should be yeah. a clue to your students that th no yeah like that's it and this is where I think of when I like you use that teacher voice mm -hmm. and there have been times when I've had to essentially yeah. yell and the class is silent drop silent because yeah. they know that if my voice sounds like that it is serious so yeah, that's I mean, where that comes could in. have been hurt someone's exactly. in danger but if you walk past a classroom where there's yelling happening constantly and guess what those students are still not doing what they're supposed to be doing well and it's funny because they tune out that voice they do you know you use it the first time and it works yeah. right yeah super quiet everyone mm -hmm. looks like right at you and they're like oh oh gosh yeah she means business and it's usually during a fire drill or a but when something. it's used daily mm -hmm. that tone just becomes the norm exactly and they don't respond to exactly. it anymore yep so that's what I thought was pretty big is that it says or they the authors of this book say you should try to always be calm even when you're disciplining so that yeah. when you do have to use that uh, that authority that voice um it it brings like they know it and it goes back happening. like you said to love and logic right doing this with empathy doing this with well like we'll say later compassion mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be sitting there yelling at your students oh yeah um and then this one kind of goes into that discipline so order involves discipline um 
again, sorry, I'm going to read another paragraph, but it's just like, there's so many quotes in this book that I can't no, it's say it great. myself. Um, so reprimands need to be no more than calm, simple statements of faults, um, coupled with expressions of disapproval and disappointment on the teacher's part. So they should always be followed by something hopeful and positive, something to indicate that the student's errors should not be repeated, and something to suggest ways of avoiding them in the future. Students, Again, it goes back to the fact that they're a human being. Exactly. And they're taking in these... Ow. <laughs> Just, just hit my head <laughs> i can't get comfortable today i know you can't um but it's true like it goes back to teaching them ethics right mm-hmm. forming and molding who they are as a human being yeah and we make mistakes yeah. like we don't want to be scolded for no. our mistakes as adults so that does children should not be scolded for no. their little their children do you ever yeah. think about like when <laughs> I'm so I'm so sensitive but like if I'm in public and an older person scolds me I to this day get teary-eyed mm. and get like super red and yeah. just it ruins my day yeah so I'm like if you're doing that daily as a teacher to your students think about the kind of impact the everlasting impact that you have on them oh you're scarring them but yeah it says um students should be left with a sense um that the matter has been addressed and dismissed as past experience and that the teacher bears no grudge and still Mm -hmm. has an open mind about the student who has been found um momentarily wanting that's a huge part and that's even said in love and logic like Mm -hmm. it is not you Mm -hmm. it is the action yeah you know and i am i still care for you Mm -hmm. i still love you Mm -hmm. you are i mean you're a human being and it's gonna happen and i see it too as like the you know how when you get in trouble with your parents and they don't yell they're just disappointed and it makes it even worse that's what you want as a teacher you want if you are disappointed in your student you want them to feel like that's even worse than right getting yelled at which it is because you don't want to disappoint your teacher (laughs) or you shouldn't i should say (laughs) um all right we'll finish up this last few um order should be accepted as good so as we have said before there's beauty and order there really is though there is um and that but that goes as to like society and community and everything of there's there's order and think about our streets and how they're laid out you know and then you have the jerks that just decide to go on the side of the highway and try to skip the entire line and i'm like that's like (laughs) this is not how it works who are you and why do you think you're better than everybody else (laughs) or like when there's construction and you know when it goes down to one lane Mm -hmm. and everyone knows it's one car car, and then you let the other guy and then one car and you let the other guy in and then there's and then there's that one human Mm -hmm. that drives the whole line up and then cuts every and it's like yep order you're the worst <laughs> follow instructions i mean but it's true because not only is order beautiful in the school but it's going to follow them throughout their lifetime mm-hmm, for sure and you're just preparing them yep um order necessitates that teachers set good examples so teachers must be ready to reveal appropriate dimensions of their personal habits good thing we and have good professional habits <laughs> i know out of school in order to establish models of behavior for their students so be a good person yeah (laughs) be a good person and i think it's always important to like tell stories of you outside of school and be like yeah you know i got angry once and this is what i did from it so things like that and then last one order requires maintenance of standards so holding oh yeah holding high standards that's a perfect place to end because i mean maintenance we're going into quarter three right and Mm -hmm. our first thing on the docket besides poetry day is to 
reiterate our expectations of the classroom like we're back at school we know you've been home but this is the standard that we're holding you at because we love and care about you yes you know we're setting that order we're setting that expectation to provide you with a smooth ride through second grade through third grade through your life Mm -hmm. essentially yeah we're not doing it because we're authoritarian no but we're doing it because without it it would be chaos Mm mm-hmm and I think, you know, it's weird. Hmm. This is kind of the first year that I've like reiterated that to my students or at least told them like, this is why we need order, mm-hmm. you know, because without order, it's chaos. Yeah. And they know, like mm-hmm. they've admitted, I can't work in a crazy you environment. You can't drive on chaos. No, you really can't. And they're very aware. Like they'll come up to me when it gets too loud. Too noisy. Yeah. And they're like, hey, can we do like a reset? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, of course. I was like, I was honored because Claudette was in first grade last year. Mm-hmm. So she had these students before and she pushed and pushed and pushed to have this particular student in my class because he's so sensitive to loud noise. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that, I said, this student, she was like, yeah, he would cover his ears constantly last year. And I've never seen him do that once. Wow. And she said, I pushed to have him in your class because I knew that he would thrive better in your classroom, knowing that Good. it was going to be calm. more calm and quiet. And I was like, Trade that, well. that I'm just by That's that, I'm like, compliment. I'm honored. Yeah. Because that meant she felt confident in my classroom management skills and things like that to keep right. it calm in my classroom that's so, amazing yeah. well I guess that's where we'll stop we yeah. covered everything from learning authority ethics and order order and so. then in part two we'll cover the imagination compassion patience tenacity and character and pleasure, pleasure. aspects the pleasure one was my favorite one to read I'm really excited to hear the rest of these. Yeah. All right. That was well, a lot more than I thought it was. Do a quick positive. Go. I know, but I like it. Um, my <laughs> positive is probably your positive. I'm really excited to hang out with. Yes. So you guys know Anna moved. And so she's back for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Maddie, it's just always so much fun to hang out with her. And when we get a chance to be together, all four of us, all four it's of like, us. it's yeah. just a super treat. So that's my positive for today. And, yep, that's and this episode, that was I'm really glad that you did a dive into this book. Me too. I'm glad I finally finished it. And it really wasn't until I was taking the notes on it that I was like, oh my goodness, this is definitely a book that people should be reading. Right. Especially being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's so, your positive? Um, Aside from having brunch, which I'm excited to have a glass Ayo. of wine, um, I would say that uh, <laughs> when we bought a sprayer to paint our house, <laughs> it took us... All of four hours to paint our entire front of our house. Prime wow. and paint. With that, that sprayer. Compared to like the hours we spent painting oh, the days, inside. Days. <laughs> we took days it's to paint insane. the inside of our house. So I was kind of upset. I was like, we definitely should have bought that. Eh. But it'll be really nice because the color of our house before it was god awful. <laughs> from the 80s, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah. I love it. Cool. Well, you guys know where to find us. We'll continue this soon so you can hear part two. But mm-hmm. Um, on the gram teachers underscore talk underscore podcast send us what you want to hear next or which element you like so far oh. I'd love to hear that what about our Slussy. gmail um teachers talk pod at gmail.com send us anything send us a smiley face Hey-o. send us hey ladies you What's doing up? great <laughs> rate review and subscribe us I still need to figure out that process yeah. but it does make a really big impact so if you are listening We would love for you to do that for us so Mm -hmm. that there's a million teachers talk podcasts out there. So if we can get our voices 
to the world, that would be super amazing. So thank you for your support. Yes. Thanks. I think it's mostly people that we know, but thank you to all the people we know that listen. If we don't know you, that's awesome. If we don't know you, please email us. Yeah, (laughs) we would love to hear from you. Seriously. And what you want to hear about and how we can help support you. Or just any fun teacher stories. I would like that as well. I was going to put it on the gram, like, what's your favorite part about teaching or whatever. Mm, So Yeah. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend. Oh, oh, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> happy 2022. Oh my God. It's going to be a year, you guys. Get ready. Oh, it's going to be we great. We got this. All positive vibes. Manifest the good. I'm sending it through the mic. Yes. Positivity. Hey, we love you Goodbye. and see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.